What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this beautiful um, Christmas post Eve Sunday night um, to bring you week 11 fantasy basketball. Noah, uh, what's cooking, baby? Feeling pretty good, Colin. You know, happy Festivus to... uh whatever you and your family are we're celebrating this past weekend happy to those who celebrate that's yep. that's our official statement <laughs> uh did you happen to uh catch any nba games on christmas day Colin? you know what i was i was able to catch one i was doing a lot of family stuff but i was able to catch the uh the game of the day i i think from what i saw the lakers and nets um you know, uh, LeBron is—he's gonna Anakin Skywalker third movie the youngins this uh, Lakers team. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, I honestly just don't even want to talk about the Lakers, Colin. Like they're just ugly team to watch, not fun team to talk about right now. <laughs> yeah, and so no, no, this is gonna be my comment about them, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I think I've said it to you. It, week five of the NFL, everybody was like, the Chiefs are done, the Chiefs are bad at football, Patrick Mahomes has been figured out, and now they're the number one seed in the AFC. I don't know that the <laughs> Lakers are going to be the number one seed in the West, but uh, there's there's enough talent on that team where, where they can figure it out. I, I think I've said that mm. now that I'm saying it out loud, but I don't know. I just I don't want to hear it because it's, it's so overblown. It's just like what the Lakers have lost like four games in a row and LeBron's played well. Like, OK, yeah, LeBron's the first superstar where he's played well and his team hasn't like. All right. Cool. <laughs> we're we're about to enter February Russ Colin, So I think they're fine. We're one month away. You know what? No, I lied. I caught the uh, I caught the second half of the Jazz and Mavs game, too, which was a banger of a game. I don't know if you saw that one. I did not. I was um, busy watching my Colts, baby. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, shout out. Shout out. Um, funny enough, Colin, I was mm-hmm. at my family Christmas and we were playing that white elephant game uh-huh. where you like pick a gift and steal a gift, you know. I'm familiar. Um, the gift limit was twenty dollars. It was between me and my cousins. Um, my gift con was two tickets to the Hornets Pacers game happening this Wednesday. Um, <laughs> that was under the twenty dollar limit. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Con each ticket was actually nine dollars um, for nosebleed seats, but they're good seats. Yeah. And when the person unwrapped my gift, con they went, "Guys, who went over the limit?" They're like two tickets to a Pacers game, and I had to stand up and be like, "Guys, the Pacers suck a lot more than any of you actually know." He's like, "This is a." I'm like, both of those tickets were under twenty dollars, and they're like, "Really?" And I'm like, yes. And I cried a little on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I did I send you the post of somebody, I don't know if it was on fantasy basketball, NBA discussion, something like that, of a guy, man, damn, maybe I've said this one before, but he, like, lives in Detroit, and he's not a Pistons fan, but he, like, lives near the stadium, so he catches, like, $5 tickets and just, like, goes to games, and he's like, I've seen the Hornets, the Bulls, the Nets, and, like, all these fantastic teams, and he's like, at $5, and I don't give a shit about the Pistons. Honestly, like, that's that's kind of what I, the vibe I'm on, Colin. Yeah. Like, 
I bought these tickets because I like, cool, you get to go see LaMelo Ball play. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome for nine bucks. And yeah, I can't wait for the Pacers to start tanking, Con. These tickets are going to go even cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get to see like NBA basketball. I get a decent, like, like yeah, yeah, I'm chill with it. <laughs> oh, I'll go watch Luca for $12. Yeah. Like, why not? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like it. All right, Noah. So. <sighs> basketball covid it's uh it's the same thing pretty much like i don't i don't know how to not lead again with that other than <laughs> the teams seem to be starting to actually come out of it i know the bulls for the most part of are out of it i, I know lonzo just went in today i think the heat are mostly out of it i know lowry's out um i'm trying to think i think the bucks are for the most part back it, it, the Raptors, I think. No, no, no. The Raptors got, got screwed again this week. It seems like the teams that started with a lot of COVID cases are generally chilling now, and the teams who were more towards the middle end of that crazy two-week span are still very much in the thick of it. So it, it mm-hmm. seems like we've got another week or so of some crazy, stupid lineups from some teams. Before things get back to normal, supposedly, and depending on how this COVID strain actually works. I sure hope so. I am, uh, my fantasy team is very ready for all this nonsense to be over. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, we got to talk about that, Noah. Fantasy this week was so stupid on so many levels. Because <laughs> did you play Rooks this week? Was that you? No. Okay. So just, listener, just so, you know, maybe somebody's out there and like, hey, like, I had like a really stupid fantasy week. So I got handed my first points league loss. I was 9-0. I scored the second most points this week at 10-16. I lost 10-16 to 10-41. There was a team, uh, they were 6-4 and four coming into the week. They are a person who actively checks and updates their roster that put up 313 points. That's 700 less than I scored because they have 8 players out on COVID that they are unwilling to drop. And <laughs> I would say seven of them make sense as to why they're unwilling to drop them. And the eighth was probably just like, screw it, I'm losing anyways. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I don't even know if this week should have counted for fantasy basketball. Maybe everybody should have taken a week off. But things are returning to normal. Daddy Colin is letting you know Christmas came late. Things are going to be back. That's my comment. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right, Noah. Let us get into this uh, so-called schedule analysis, if you will. Uh, If you don't have any other points you'd like to make about uh, things. Nope. Let's get into it. All righty. We're going to go quick on this one. It's, uh, It's generally pretty easy. About half the league plays four games this week, which is sizable. We like that. I'm not going to list them off. We've got a bunch of teams that play three games, so middle of the road. we got Atlanta, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Denver, Golden State, Indianapolis, or Indiana, geez, Memphis, Milwaukee, Orlando, Portland, Toronto, Washington playing, 12, or playing three games. we got 12 teams there. And then teams to focus on. Pistons, Pelicans, 76ers. Two games. Be cognizant if you got those guys. Anybody else? You got four games from them this week, and that's hella tight. Uh, no updates as far as reschedules 
that I have seen so far, and I get live updates because I had tickets to a game that was being rescheduled, so I'm on the forefront of that. Um, and I don't think any games have postponed so far this week. So, the schedule, I think, fingers crossed, is going to be consistent this week. And no promises, but it, it seems like the worst of it has passed. And, yeah, I'm going to live knock on wood. <laughs> Noah, tell us yeah. about the number of teams <laughs> playing each day. Um, Monday con, we're looking at 14, 16 on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have 18. On Thursday, we have 8. On Friday, we have 20. On Saturday, we have 12. And on Sunday, we have 14. Um, looking at the back-to-backs this week on, on Monday, Tuesday, we have Houston and Minnesota. On Tuesday, Wednesday, we have the Lakers, Miami, the Knicks, the Thunder, and the Kings. Um, no back-to-backs on Wednesday, Thursday. On Thursday, Friday, we're looking at Cleveland. Friday, Saturday, we have Chicago, Houston, the Clippers, the Spurs, and the Jazz. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, no back-to-backs. And then Charlotte, Dallas, Miami, Minnesota, and Orlando have a Sunday, Monday back-to-back. The low-volume game days this week, Colin, are Thursday with four games and Saturday with six games. The rest of the days of the week, there's going to be between seven and ten games. Um, So the teams we're going to focus on are the teams who do play on Thursday and Saturday this week. And there are... Five teams this week on the Nets play three games on Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, from the Nets, you're probably looking at Patty Mills, Bruce Brown, DeAndre Brembry, Nick Claxton, Blake Griffin. Um, the Nuggets con play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, you could be looking at Monty Morris, Facundo Campazzo, Jeff Green, Bones Highland, uh, Austin Rivers. Uh, the Warriors play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday as well. And you could be looking at guys like Gary Payton Jr., the second, who has kept up his good play since we talked about him a couple weeks ago, Colin. Otto Porter Jr., who's actually been playing very well as of late, um, kind of came alive on Christmas, actually. Uh, Kevon okay. Looney, Nemanja Belitza. Uh, we're looking at the Bucks, Colin, who play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They got Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Demarcus Cousins, Jordan Hill, Jordan Nwara, and Dante DiVincenzo, who made his debut on Christmas, Colin. Um... And then we got the Wizards who play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And you can be looking at guys like Denny Avdia, who's actually been playing very well as of late, Colin. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Denny mm-hmm. Avdia, statistically-wise, Colin, has been one of the best like um, one-on-one defenders this year. Really? His, yeah, you know he's, what, really, I can't he's really stepped up the defense. He's got the length to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, and he's his got like, the strength, yeah. too. He's yeah, like, filled I'm, out. I was going to say, on his highlight tape, I remember one of his like big pluses was he was really good in team defensive settings, and what like one of the things he had to work on was, was like on-ball defense, so mm-hmm. that's good to know. Yeah, Denny Amdia is um, definitely one to watch over these next couple weeks, on because he has been playing pretty well as of late, and he's finally earning the um, trust of Wes Hunsell Jr., the Wizards coach. Um, you could also look at Corey Kispert and Davis Bertans. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, those are the teams you're going to want to focus this week. The Nets, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Wizards. I like it. I like it a lot. Boom. All right. Noah, that's that's a nice schedule analysis. I, I like it. You know, the schedule, I think, has officially been analyzed. Um, and I think it's just it, it's time to move on to the, the bread and butter of what makes this podcast a podcast. Um, Noah, uh, after 
we ended recording last week. I added a note and I put it into the the document. And I, you know, I'm I'm just going to take a moment to apologize to anybody who tried to read our Reddit post last week. Uh, thank you for those of you that that did respond and you know, upvote and understand what we were trying to do. Um, but yeah, I had a bit of a hectic morning and uh, didn't quite. I tried to upload on mobile. That was really, at the end of the day, that's what happened. And when you upload on mobile, you just nothing good happens. So apologies. People there. out here thinking I wrote a three-page yeah. essay on Chewy Kiki. <laughs> Those were some, there were some funny comments. You know what? On the right side, the people that comment on that post, you're generally a very funny group of individuals. So, yeah, that was cool. And you know what? You know what? We, we got to say it. Wait, I know this is probably Wednesday content, but we had posted how many hours we spent on the subreddit. We were not nearly as freaky as I thought we were going to be. Like, I thought, like, I think we spent 53 hours. Oh, I know. Like, I th- I was like, that's a ton. And we were getting dusted We were getting there. fucking blown away. One, I think I saw 280. I think 280, the last I checked, was the highest I saw. Which is... Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, shout out that guy. Shout out that guy, but like, go to bed. I bet that guy didn't win any league he was in. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for his sake that he didn't, so he can just say, you know what? No matter how hard I try at this, I'm gonna lose. So I just I need to stop. I just I need to do something else. Because if he's winning, it validates the 280 hours. <laughs> but also, it's just it's way funnier. So thank you for those of you that that interacted with us on that. But I added this note under potential rest of season value because we're at the point where uh, it, at any given point there might be a guy who crops up who has actual true potential rest of season value. But that's, that's few and far between uh, 11 weeks into the season. You know, at this point, we pretty much know guys role and barring substantial injury to – team starters and superstars nobody's really piping up for rest of season value on a week-to-week basis so we added the note due to covid or other circumstances players may appear in this section that will prove valuable for two plus weeks but not the rest of the season they do however provide massive potential value during that period and so we're going to talk about them because that is the best that we can talk about at this point in the season and these are guys who could still win you a matchup week to week noah like you know, you pick this mm-hmm. guy up, he's going to do something for you. Like, shout out anybody who picked up Kemba this week. Cardiac Kemba was back. Pick him up if he's still available, but I, I think he should, if you're not in a two-person league, be picked up right now already. Which sucks, but who knows. Noah, with that, let's let's get into it and start to tell me about Terrence Mann who is 30% rostered on Yahoo and 11% on ESPN. Uh, before I tell you about Mr. Man, Colin, yeah. I did have Nas Reed here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did write. I did take the time out of my day, Colin, to write about Nas Reed. <laughs> and about an hour before the podcast recording, uh, Nas Reed went into health and safety protocols. So um, you got to love that. But Terrence Man, Colin, the Clippers earlier this week announced that Paul George is dealing with a torn ligament in his right elbow, Colin. And we will be reevaluated in three to four weeks. Um, I actually read an article by The Athletic talking about this injury, Con, and it was an injury that was pretty common in pitchers. Um, it says reevaluated in three to four weeks, Con. 
Um, to me, that doesn't sound great. That means Paul George is probably out um, at the very minimum a month, I think more. Um, I wouldn't be surprised here, Colin, if Paul George misses multiple months here and they're kind of being um, sneaky, quiet about this injury because I think it might be actually mm-hmm. worse than it is. Yeah. Um, hot take. This injury is real bad, and Paul George doesn't play the rest of the season. I don't believe that, but if it happens, gone, we called it. Um, yeah. No, I mean... So the Clippers, yeah. I Not great for the Clippers, no. I'll tell you that. No, and if if you already have Kawhi... Like, we, we still don't know what Kawhi's timetable is, but if it's, like, an internal conversation that Kawhi's not going to come back at all, even if you do make mm-hmm. the playoffs... Like, why why rush Paul George back? Like, there's enough talent mm-hmm. on this team that you could spend time developing for a real run next year. Like, why, like, mess Paul George up more than you need to? Mm-hmm. If it truly is that bad. And obviously yeah. that's a hot take, and, you know, we love our hot takes. Uh, and it, it probably isn't true, but given that scenario, why? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do think the Clippers could still win games, but... Um, this year might not just be their year, which I think yeah. is fine. They still have Paul George and Kawhi under contract for the future, so it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Um, but the Clippers are going to need their other players to step up, Colin, and I think Terrence Mann ha- probably has one of the highest ceilings out of their plethora of options. Yeah. Um, Terrence Mann moved in the starting lineup seven games ago, Colin, and he's averaging 35 minutes per game with a 14% usage rate. Um, I expect that usage rate to go up with PG, who had a yeah. 34% usage rate, Colin. I think third, third in the league yeah, so far this league. season. Um, so Terrence Mann's usage rate has to go up from 13.5. Um, in his last seven games, Terrence Mann is averaging 12.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 2.5 assists, Colin. Um, he's managed to score at least 10 points in six out of those last seven starts. And I think Terrence Mann has a great opportunity here, Colin, and I expect him to show more of his upside that we've seen in the past, like last year in the playoffs. But um, it makes this Clippers team, who was already pretty fantasy valuable, Colin, even more. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think we could talk about some other guys on this team, too, but clearly Terrence Mann is the most valuable. I'd love to see the young man really pop off. I think that... I think he's got it. He's 25. He came in because I think he played all four years at Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. So he's older, but it's definitely a scenario, like I had said, if the Clippers can just like kind of give him this time to be a starter and figure that out in the NBA, uh, I, th- I think he's got some very nice potential as a basketball player, as an NBA player, not just fantasy. So... I'm I'm excited to see it. I I don't I don't think we need to super dive into Terrence Mann because I feel like a lot of people understand who he is and who he can be, and there doesn't really need to be an argument there. I think this one is is built in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one more note on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I I think Marcus. I think you should go pick Marcus Morris Senior up right now. Um, he's in self health and safety protocols, but I think once he gets out of that, he probably will score the most points. Just like statistically wise for this Clippers team while Paul George is out. So mm-hmm. go grab him. Yeah. All right, Noah. Um, I am intrigued to hear uh, about this <laughs> next guy because he he's an interesting one. And I, uh, I'll i be honest, I didn't know much about him. 
because I, I believe he's an undrafted rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. But we are talking about Umer Yutsevin on the Miami Heat. Yutsevin. Yurtsevin. It's Yurtsevin. 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 Yes. Um, Omer Yurtsevin, Khan is a Turkish-born player. He is 23. He's, a, he's 7 feet tall. Um, and he is currently playing starting center for the Miami Heat right now, Khan, because, as we know, Bam Adebayo probably um, set to miss four more weeks at this point with a torn ligament in his thumb. And earlier this week, Khan Dwayne Deadman actually um, suffered a grade one MCL sprain, and he's expected to be sidelined for one to two weeks. And this leaves Omer with a clear path to seeing the majority of the minutes for the Heat at center. Um, especially, Colin, because both of the Heat's small ball forwards right now are also out in P.J. Tucker and Marcus Markeith Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, while backing up Deadman in the last four games, Colin, Omer has proven to be a pretty strong rebounder as he's grabbed 12.3 boards in only 22 minutes per game. Uh, his last six games, Colin, he's grabbed 15, 15, 13, 12, 12 rebounds. Yeah, and do you, do you see what he did tonight? That I included tonight's in that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he had 15 tonight. He also had 16 points tonight. And um, it's pretty plain and simple. The Heat have four games next week, Colin, against the Wizards, Spurs, Rockets, and Kings. Um, Omer mm. will probably lead that week in rebounding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... First off, none of those teams... Rashawn Holmes, I, I would consider to be a strong rebounding force. The, the Magic have a couple different guys, but with Wendell Carter out, uh, I, Yurtsevin is going to grab a, a ton of boards. And the Heat, I, I don't think that like, they care about resting him and getting him as much action as possible is huge. And then on top of anything else tonight, Noah... Yurtsevin led the Heat in shots taken. Uh, like, I, <laughs> you look at like who they've got running right now. He's the only big guy. They don't have... They played Udonis Haslam tonight, who, again, I <laughs> played a career high in the last 10 years in minutes at 11. Um, they didn't have another power forward play. Like, that was it. In, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, true front court not like your kind of like middle of the pack front court back court kind of guys it's just Yurtsevin so any any shot near the rim is going to be taken by him in like a post up kind of situation like like that's it any put back it's going to be Yurtsevin he just there's nobody else that plays that role it's literally just him so there's no reason for him not to continue to put up stat lines like this and you know Maybe he proves more valuable than Dwayne Dedman because Dedman, I don't think he ever put up a a sixteen fifteen kind of night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This guy's looking uh, more mobile, more spry than Dedman. Con, um, he has a real good chance of just being able to also be the backup center once Bam comes back. Uh huh. And you know, I want to know what's funny. Yurtsevin is he's so new to the league and just like the NBA that NBA reference doesn't have like his pronunciation on his page. <laughs> so I, we knew it and I think we, we've talked about him. I, I maybe stumbled a little bit, but yeah. So watch out for him, baby. 
I uh, I like it. I like it. That's that's a great pick. Especially categories. I mean, categories like th- this is mm-hmm. this is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. All right, Noah. The last guy that we're going to talk about today for potential rest of season value with the asterisks on it is Gabe Vincent of the Miami Heat, who we talked about last week. It, it was kind of him or Max Struess. Like, which one do we think is going to rise? Mm-hmm. Both have kind of seen the role, the role of that like point guard scorer. Both have been hot. Turns out Gabe Vincent, uh, pretty quickly, we determined he's the one who's going to fill that role. And he's 23% roster on Yahoo, 3% on ESPN. Go to town. Tell me why we like Gabe Vincent. Uh, yeah, so Kyle Lowry entered health and safety protocols on Saturday, Con, leaving this Heat team um, a bit shorthanded in the point guard department. And I think this Heat team has great value right now to stream this week in Max Strews, Duncan Robinson, and Yurtsevin. But I think that Gabe Vincent is probably the guy I like the most out of any Heat player this week, Con. And um, Vincent looks to be set up to play a ton of minutes. He started the both of the two games that Lowry has missed earlier in the season. And he um, Lowry has a 22.5% usage rate, Con, that I think Gabe Vincent is going to look to... Um, Replace some of that. Yeah. Vincent has started eight straight games for the Heat, and he's averaging 33 minutes, Con, and a 21.6% usage rate over those last eight games. He's achieved double digits in six of those eight games while averaging 15 points, four assists, 4.7 assists, three rebounds, one steal, and two and a half threes made per game. Um, you know, I think Struess brings straight scoring. I think Omer brings straight rebounding, but I think Vincent has the best chance of being the solid multi-category producer. Um, because he's going to be the main playmaker for this Heat team. It's going to be him and Jimmy Butler finding the other guy's shots. And, mm-hmm. yeah, with the Heat having that tasty four-game schedule this week on, you couldn't go Just wrong with picking up Omer and Gabe Vincent right now, really. No. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, to me, it's the usage rate thing. Like That alone is a reason to play a guy, because we'd already seen... Earlier, he was on our waiver wireless for a reason. The ability to do it um, inconsistently, and it was more uh, due to minutes played, really, than anything else. Mm-hmm. Now that he has the minutes to do it, he's a potential rest of the season candidate, obviously. Now, in three weeks when Lowry's back, or two weeks, whatever, however long, it's COVID, yeah, two weeks, Um you know, either that might dip, but he's been playing 30 minutes since, like, late November. Like, these last, like, 15 games mm-hmm. or so, he's been catching solid minutes. So now that now that he's in the starting role, there's no reason. There's no reason at all. Those points are consistent. The assists are low-key very impressive, especially at this point in the season. And he's doing a bit of everything. The steals are hella consistent, too. So... I like Gabe Vincent. Um, I, I don't think he's winning yet any weeks, but he could certainly average about 30 fantasy points a week, which is insane value right now. Mm-hmm. 30 fantasy points for the week, you know. I like it. Yeah. Um, anything else on Gabe Vincent that you would like to touch on? I don't think so. I think we uh, covered everything about Mr. Vincent. Mr. Vincent. Uh, you know what? I, I like it then. Um, 
Boom. So then let's just uh, let's move on to waiver wire pickups. And I, I think we're going to have some time at the end of this episode, Noah, barring any uh, major changes in what happens in the waiver wire section. Um, but I just want to quickly run through. Uh, we're about we're a little over a third of the way through the, the fantasy season, Noah, or NBA season. Uh, fantasy will end up uh, a little bit earlier than that. Uh, like three-eighths of the way through. Um, some trade candidates, you know, who you think is going to catch fire in this latter two-thirds, who you think might cool down, because at this point I, I think trades are a great way to add value to a team, and I, I'd like to hear your opinion if uh, if you don't mind being put on the spot a little bit. Okay. Do you have opinions? I, I guess I should ask that. No. Okay, good, good. All right, well, let's run through the waiver wire um, buzz if you'd like to say something about the guy. If not, we're just going to roll right through. For waiver wire pickups, uh, we have, and just asterisks on this, uh, this is not an exhaustive list. Uh, some of these guys might be out. We kind of just update this list as it goes and delete from it uh, as we feel necessary. Um, but we have Patty Mills. Bruce Brown, DeAndre Bembry, Nicholas Claxton, Blake Griffin, Monte Morris, Fernando Campazzo, Jeff Green, Bones Highland, Austin Rivers, Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton II, Kevon Looney, Nemanja Belitsa, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Demarcus Cousins, George Hill, Jordan Nuora, Dante DiVincenzo, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, Davis Bertans, Kemba Walker, Malik Beasley, DeAnthony Melton, Alec Burks, Jalen Green. I'm going to buzz on that one. Jalen Green's uh, back and healthy again, and he's a uh, – the Rockets are going to feed him. Um, I think he sat out like <clears throat> three, four weeks there. I don't know. I picked him up in my league. I didn't even bother to check what his rostered was uh, on ESPN – his roster is 62%. So I would go take a flyer on him because why wouldn't you? Um, and then where were we on the list? Uh, Max Strews, Taylor Horton Tucker. Actually, you know what? Don't pick up Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker blows. I, I'm going to go on a small rant since, you know, no, you didn't buzz in. I'm going to go on a rant about Taylor Horton Tucker. Here's what happened with Taylor Horton Tucker. The Lakers realized that they have no draft capital, so they were like, what if we just, like, blew this guy's spot the fuck up? And we're like, let's have LeBron call him, like, the best young talent we've ever seen, put him in, like, garbage time minutes and just, like, let him go off and just try to make everybody think that he's the best thing ever. And then at some point in that process – they convinced themselves that Taylor Horton Tucker was, for whatever fucking reason, the future. And you sign him over Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso, a, a guy who clearly for the Bulls can be an actual difference maker on the defensive end as a playmaker with steals, as team chemistry. He can be that guy, that energizer bunny. No, we're going to take Taylor Horton Tucker, who can is a decent ISO player in doesn't help our situation in the fucking slightest. Pay him, not pay Caruso, so we can get... I, I think at some point they thought they would like hype him up so he could be a trade asset, and now they're just stuck with him, and Lakers fans are like, man, now we got another balding asshole, but this one kind of sucks. 
So <laughs> that's my rant about Taylor Horton Tucker. No offense to Taylor. Uh, I just think that you were like kind of a decent NBA player that the Lakers tried to use as some media hype narrative. And obviously ESPN's like, okay, well, it's the Lakers, so and LeBron said he's the best, so let's go off about Taylor Horton Tucker, and he's going to get 50 ESPN mentions and, you know, some guy in like OKC, like Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to be mentioned like four times throughout the year, even though he's like playing at an all-star level. Whatever. That's... That's what that's what I have to say about Tony Horton Tucker. Next we have Gary Harris, Cam Johnson, Corey Joseph, Cam Reddish, and Yaka Nkongwu, and Marcus Morris Senior. That is that is our uh, our waiver wire pickups. Was that good analysis? Do you think Noah? Do you think that <laughs> that in terms of fantasy basketball, people were able to get a lot out of that? You know, I like Taylor Horn Tucker. So. <laughs> oh, you better hang I, up. I, I think I'm finding I think a new co-host. He's gonna make you eat those words. I think he's gonna make you eat those words, Loki. I'm finding a new co-host. <laughs> no, I you know I think he's so. That, I think that's kind of my point. I think he's fine, but it just the amount of hype that was around him was absurd, and it felt so unreasonable. Uh, sorry, I did want to talk about Gary Harris for oh, a second. You did. Con, oh, you Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Gary Harris, I, I was laughing. Yeah. Gary Harris sneakily con since Thanksgiving, yeah. he got inserted into the starting lineup uh, yeah. right just before Thanksgiving. Since then, he's been averaging fourteen three and two con with two two threes made and one point one steals. Oh. Um, the dude's been averaging like one one point one steals con since Thanksgiving a game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been pretty consistent, and you know. He's Gary Harris. I can't tell if he's going to keep it up, but if he does, he I think he might be worth streaming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'll start it out here right now. Gary Harris is going to be the best option to stream this week for three-pointers made. I think he will lead the guys available on the waiver wire right now in three-pointers made for the week. There you go. Wow. All right. All right. I'll, uh, I'll give it to you. All right, Noah. Um, now we're moving into the, the new section. We'll call it a uh, potential trade talk. We'll just call it trade talk. We'll, we'll call it trade talk. Is that, I think that's fair. I like it. Um, I, I'm going to give you a bit of a background on, on why I bring each guy up and I, I think it'll make sense. And then I, I'd like to hear your analysis on it. So Noah, the first guy um, in our points league, it has been a top 20 points league player so far. And I assume across most leagues uh, that would remain the case. It's Jonas Valanciunas on the Pelicans. Now, obviously, Zion is doing whatever. Ingram is doing okay, you know, definitely not playing at the all-star level that we saw him at two years ago, and, and he's been missing time. But Jonas has, has been, you know... Holding down the fort in terms of fantasy value. Consistent double-double. Averaging 18.5, 12 boards, 2 assists, and he can rain from deep. Um, in our league, he's the 4th best center. 38 fantasy points a game. He's cooled off a little bit after an incredibly hot start. But do you see his value holding on? Or is he somebody that um, you would like to trade? No, I actually do think his value is holding on for the entire season, Colin, because uh-huh. I think both you and I think that Zion isn't going to play a single minute this season. 
Um, yeah. I really don't think Zion's going to play this season, Colin, leaving, you know, Jonas Valanciunas in that number two slash number one role for the Pelicans all year. And honestly, I'd be looking to try and acquire Jonas Valanciunas, Colin, because I feel like, I feel like you could get him. I don't know. It's weird because people who own Valanciunas know how good he is, but I don't think people who don't own him know that he's that good. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. Like, it's it's not... People don't recognize the value just because he's not on a team that is getting talked about at all when they are getting talked about. It's about the guy who's not playing. So, if you're not closely paying attention... So, yeah, it, you probably are under... You're getting the worst end of the deal on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I'm just a Jonas Valanciunas holder, and I wanted you to validate my uh, my opinion. Um, you should trade him. To you. Yeah. For free. For Omer Yurtsevin. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, Noah. Next one I have on the list, um, and by my calculations... He is the 20th player, 20th ranked player in points leagues, or at least our points leagues. It's Christian Wood on the Rockets. Is he a guy worth trading for? Um, it, it doesn't, you know, that Rockets team is that Rockets team, and he's on his second year of a very cheap deal. Do you think we see him get shipped? Like, do you, do you see him maintaining this top 20 player value? Is he is it time to trade for him, or is it time to trade him? I guess that's really where I'm at, because he's kind of... You could say anything right now, and I'm going to believe it. I would not want to trade for Christian Wood. Um, mm-hmm. I own Christian Wood in one of our leagues, Con. He has been having a pretty fantastic year, but... Yeah. You just can't trust that where that Rockets team is going to be, Con. Yeah. Um, you know, for 40, 50 games in, Christian Wood could have an injury and they just shut him down for the last remaining 30 games. Uh-huh. Um, that's just not something I'm going to be a part of. Yeah. No. That, that's that's absolutely fair. Uh, speaking of the Rockets, though, Con, mm-hmm. I think that Eric Gordon is going to get traded. Right. And I think he is going to be pretty fantasy relevant once he gets traded. I like that take. There have been games this year where he's been... He's kind of been eaten while yeah. Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green have been out. Yeah. Like, I've picked him up for a day or two. and I mean, especially in a category league, if like, you need like a couple of three-pointers here and there, like Eric Gordon can still mm-hmm. splash. Like That hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, there were, like, decent rumors going around that um, the Heat were potentially going to trade for him, like, during this stretch that the Heat are in right now, but it turns out the Heat didn't need to because guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Drew stepped up. Yeah. uh, You can see Eric Gordon going to a team like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Eric Gordon a small forward by trade, or is he a shooting guard? He's kind of like a thick two. Okay. Yeah, I know he's thick. That's why I asked. I I assume he's a two. (laughs) All right, so the Bulls you know, he, he probably shouldn't be guarding threes, but with yeah. that dump truck he has, he can guard him. So. Uh, all right, Noah. I, I think that this next guy has to be considered um, the breakout player of the year in terms of fantasy. Um, ADP was probably around like 35 for this guy, just kind of ballparking off the top of my head. 
but he's the third best in terms of just total points scored across all leagues, and that's DeJounte Murray. Now, the Spurs aren't getting talked about, but DeJounte Murray is having an absolute heater of a season, and uh, there is a large case for him to make the All-Star game, and we'll see if uh, fans can actually make that happen. But we're talking about a guy who right now is averaging 18 points, 8.5 boards, 8.8 assists, and 2 steals. Are the Spurs ass? Yes. Is DeJounte Murray fucking killing it? Also, yes. yes. Like, is it is it sell high time on DeJounte Murray? I I don't think so, Colin, because like the production is like eighteen points honestly is like on the lower end of what I thought DeJounte Murray was gonna average. I thought mm-hmm. he'd be closer to twenty one. Yeah. But it's not like there's no other guy on the Spurs doing anything, Colin. Like, DeJounte Murray is at the forefront of whatever is happening in that Spurs offense. Yeah. Um, so I think the usage rate is there all year, and yeah, wherever you drafted DeJounte Murray at, you got an absolute steal, and he has really changed how the Spurs, I think, even viewed him, Colin, because yeah. at this point, if I'm the Spurs, I'm not trading for Ben Simmons or Kyrie if the other team wants DeJounte Murray in the deal. No. No, I, I think DeJounte Murray is a legitimate guy that you can build around. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, I, I guess with DeJounte, this is, like, the first one we can really, like, dive into. So, he's averaging, and again, this is our league, and leagues get so funky across. So, I, I'm just going to use these numbers because uh, I see them. Uh, he's averaging 47 points a game. KD is averaging 45 and a half. You're a DeJounte Murray owner, and you get offered straight up KD for DeJounte. Are you taking it, or can you pass that up? Are we points league? Yeah, points league. Points league. I'm taking KD. Sorry, DeJounte. Category league now. <laughs> DeJounte, probably. Yeah, you. I think you have to go DeJounte. In a category league, I, I think that his... The steals? The steals. The defensive stats, like... Well, yeah. the, the defensive stats and then the rebounds and assists, like, that's – I think that's unmatched. I mean, maybe Russell Westbrook is giving you and, like, Josh Giddy are the, the two guys that are maybe giving you that kind of production across. But they <laughs> Josh also... Giddy tonight, Colin, zero points, 0 for 8, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. So <laughs> he's on my cat team, and I had to sit him because I was close in um, f- field goal percentage. And just, I was like, I can't do it. And I was able to, <laughs> I walked down field goal percentage, one rebounds by four, which was dicey. I, I got crushed on assists, but it was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a funky week. I love him. I love him. But he's definitely like, when it's like Sunday and I look at my team, I'm like, does Josh Giddy have to play? And if the answer is no, he just, he doesn't. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't afford like, <laughs> A ten percent field goal. Like that's just that's <laughs> not in the cards tonight, fellas. Um, yeah, I mean, it just Dejounte has just been so good, so good um, that I, I wanted to talk about him and hear what you had to say when it comes to Mister Murray. Yeah, so, I think Dejounte Murray actually is going to end up being MIP con. Um, I think it's going to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, Miles had that that early case, but uh, you know, sometimes it it just happens. It just happens. All right, Noah, I'm gonna throw you a crazy one right now, but in the last fifteen game, fifteen days, in terms of ESPN's category rating metric, Tyrese Halliburton has been the second best player to have right behind LeBron over the last two weeks. Mm. Where do you mm. rank a guy like Tyrese Halliburton in terms of value? <laughs> um, and I'm leaning more on uh, category here, but y- mm-hmm. you can talk to me points too. Um, I like it more in categories than points, but that's just because mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how Tyrese Halliburton is built as a player. He's a multi-category producer. Um, he actually started off this year, Colin, not, uh, not like living up to the expectations. I think people who drafted him or thought what yeah. he would be this season were, um, but like you said, he has been killing it as of late. He seems like a pretty perfect, um, like buy low guy yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Especially category two. Cause it's, it's tough especially to kind of Colin, because I think the Kings are like, Actively shopping both Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes gone. So, really, and I yeah. I mean, Buddy's kind of always been available, but yeah, he's, he's Harrison he Barnes. Went to the Lakers. Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Um, they haven't really officially said, you know, in past seasons if they would, but they, they are down to listen to offers to Harrison Barnes, which makes sense. I mean, Harrison Barnes is an older guy. Obviously, uh, he's shown value so far this season, so I, I think they realize it's probably as high as it's going to get when it comes to Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. So might as well ship him while you can. Um, all right, you know, uh, last guy, just because we got to do it and we have to talk about him, even though blah, blah, blah. LeBron James, you know, it, people are talking about it. It's he, LeBron's the goat. You know, he's carrying this bum ass Lakers team. It, what's what's LeBron's real value right now? Because he's been playing fantastically, but I don't trust him to to be healthy the rest of this season, and I I certainly don't trust him to play like this the rest of the season. I'm a hater, so maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, you know, that's where I stand. It's interesting because I, I just don't know the direction of this Lakers team. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like things just like paranoia mode, Colin, hasn't really kicked in for that Lakers team yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Like where the ship is sinking, everyone's freaking out. I don't think they've gotten to that point yet. Um, I think they're close. But also I think with these next couple weeks without AD, I think LeBron is going to carry this Lakers team. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean this Lakers team is going to win, but I do think LeBron is going to put up good numbers. But um, personally, I just stay away from LeBron. I stayed away from LeBron and AD. I did draft Russ in one of my leagues, but you know, those yeah. good, those two guys like to take the regular season quite leisurely, Colin, <laughs> but I, I don't know if they can afford to. So yeah. LeBron might be playing a lot. So, so then talk to me about AD, because I guess they're kind of two peas in a pod there. He's out for three more weeks at this point. Uh, to me, like Anthony Davis should still be a top ten player in the NBA. But, you know, we're really only a year and 
you're in a some change removed from the bubble, which is weird to think about, but it's true. And Anthony <laughs> it's Davis felt like five years right, since the bubble. It felt like a decade. But Anthony Davis was the best player in that series and won the Lakers a ring. You know, obviously mm-hmm. uh, they were the better team. They were going to come out ahead of that Heat team. They were scrappy, but throughout the the series, the playoffs, AD led in win share. You know, like it was AD being AD, and I refuse to believe that a year later somehow that has like gone away. You know, mm-hmm. so is AD like the ultimate buy low right now? If you can afford an IR spot. I, I I don't know because we know the production's gonna be there if he's healthy, Con, but at a mm-hmm. certain point, like Oh what, this is, this is like fourth, fifth injury, I think, in the last two years that has kept him out more than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like at a certain point AD's just like not the guy you're getting seventy, eighty games out of every season. And that does impact his fantasy value. Yeah. No, it, it certainly does, and I, I think those are just maybe questions that people have. Um, so I, I'm glad you could help me and the rest of the listeners break that down. I think, I think Noah, uh, me personally, and I, I might try to execute on this, that I am going to, in my position as somebody who's well ahead and basically already secured a playoff spot at now 9-1, and one, Try to take advantage of people who are going to be missing superstars for three to four weeks. Kyle Lowry, AD, and and see what happens. Um, and yeah, I just I don't see a world where AD, if he comes back and healthy, can't be, isn't isn't going to be a elite NBA player. It just it doesn't make sense to me. He's too good. He's too skilled. I know we get the highlights. It just you know like if this Lakers team was the Memphis Grizzlies, nobody would give a shit. It, it, there might be like one ESPN like Sports Center thing about him missing like airballing the four shots, and like that would be it. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I hope the Lakers fix it. The Lake. This is the third time you'll hear this statement, Colin. But the Lakers are very lucky they got the bubble championship. I'll say that. <laughs> Imagine the media right now, Colin, if they ha- still hadn't won a championship. LeBron and AD. Oh my God! It would be. It would be terrible. It would be torture. It would. Well, it'd be great for me. I would love it because I didn't. I never wanted them to win in the first place. Like this. This all is music to my ears. It's just like I've seen this story too many times. Like, it just, like, the thing about, no, the last time that, like, LeBron had a team like this, the Cavs went to the finals and he carried J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. Like, I don't even know yeah. if Kevin Love was healthy. <laughs> they should sign uh, J.R. Smith to a 10-day. Yeah, did he give up on golf already? <laughs> he did one season of college. No, he's like, on winter break, shit. dog. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. This, oh my god. That would be the funniest thing in the world if they signed J.R. <laughs> Smith to attend during his winter break. <laughs> Could you imagine being the first person in the world to be in college during winter break, go play in the NBA, come back, 
it ended seamless. Come back and you got calculus on Monday. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. That's good shit. That's good shit right there. <laughs> uh, all right, Noah. Anything else when it comes to some fantasy basketball talk? Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week, Colin. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Colin and I will probably see you next on Friday. Friday? Con, for, for a Colin, and I, Colin and I will be linking up in Chicago for New Year's. Um, and I think we're going to do an episode talking about teams and what their New Year resolutions are going to be. And So kind of a banger already. And, and no, I, I don't know if you know this, um, but that will actually officially mark the one-year mark of this podcast. Is that Jeez. nuts? We will do our, our first ever in the live podcast on what will be the one-year anniversary. Roughly. It, it's Damn. a day off, but yeah. Isn't that nuts? We found a pop bottles. The, oh, the champ, champagne be popping. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Let's go. Well, you know, I, I just want to say, it, you know, I think we'll, we'll reiterate on Friday, but thank you to anybody who listens to all of the episodes. You know, and I appreciate it a ton. This kind of started off a year ago as just something to do during COVID, and we, we've kind of made a, a pretty big hobby out of it. So thank you to all those listeners out there. We appreciate it a ton. We love doing this. So thank you, guys. Please follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Bench underscore Chetta. And thank you to Ample Tunes for the outro music. Peace. See ya.